so awesome. Let's stand together.
lift him up from this place. Thank Let's give a shout Father. of praise. Come on, church. Church alive. Do what you want. Thank you, Jesus. We give you everything, Lord. Yes. This is no performance, Lord, I pray it's worship, empty words I can't afford. I'm not chasing feelings. I'm not chasing feelings, that's not why I'm singing, you're the reason for my song. I only want to sing. that you are here. Thank you, God, that you love to meet and encounter every single person. May we be open to you this morning. 
Thank you, God. Thank you for your beautiful love. Thank you for your peace right now. May we encounter your peace this morning. May we encounter who you are. Thank you, God. We lift you high. We lift you high. Amen. Amen. Welcome to church this morning. I am so excited. I haven't been here for a long time, man. It is so good to be back with church family. Isn't it great to have a church family? Yeah. 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 Give it up for church family. So good. I know there's other people too that haven't been here in for ages. So welcome back as well with me (laughs) and Sheridan and yeah, everyone else that hasn't has been away. It's great to be back, isn't it? We had good good summer and we're still in summer. Yes. Fantastic. Yes, we do have summer and we have had a good summer. (laughs) Positive. (laughs) A few people unsure of that. (laughs) You may be seated. If you are here for the first time today, welcome to you. It's great to have you with us today. We pray that you do feel welcome, that you feel relaxed with us, that you enjoy the gathering with us this morning. Relax and enjoy. If you haven't had a coffee yet, then maybe you'll, I don't know, if the roast is on later. Oh, maybe I'm speaking too soon. But anyway, a cup of tea and the instant coffee will at least be there if the baristas have gone. Enjoy yourself. Relax and enjoy. Well, let's celebrate some birthdays and anniversaries this morning. There's a few things happening in the church family at the moment, some pretty exciting things. I've heard of a couple of engagements. Justin and Ashley, is Ashley here? Justin, our bass player up there, and Ashley. There she is, give us another wave. Can you come down, can you come down? We're gonna have chocolates. And I hear, is it Jesse and Shannon here this morning? No, I heard, I don't know if, it, if, it, if everyone knows Jesse and Shannon, they got engaged as well. Engagement's happening. What about birthdays, wedding anniversaries? There's lots of wedding anniversaries happening at the moment too. Birthday, happy birthday. Anniversary. Come on! Woo! Wow! <laughs> Amazing! Awesome! Wow! Are you looking forward to that? 57! <laughs> Amazing! Has everyone got their chocolate? Okay, church, let's stand together. We're going to bless these ones. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, Amen. Awesome.
um, a brand new baby being born. Those of you that know Matt and Amanda, was on Facebook, so I guess I can tell you, Matt and Amanda had a beautiful baby girl, not last night, the night before, Friday night, Friday night, Kaylee, Kaylee Grace, isn't that beautiful? Fantastic, so we'll be meeting Kaylee in time to come, that'll be great. Couple of things to bring to your attention, do you get the e-news? Do you get the church e-news? If you don't get the church e-news, then please contact the office or go to the hub after the gathering and make sure that you sign up to get the e-news because it's all on there, or we try and get it all on there, and it's important because there's heaps of things happening. But this coming Sunday, we are not coming to church at 10 a.m. We've got all three gatherings starting up again, all three, this coming Sunday. So we've got 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., 6 p.m. is back. So that's going to be great, isn't it? It's going to be an awesome Sunday. So you either come at 9, 10.30, or 6, you can come to all three if you would like. And we're going to have Pastor Graham Lauritsen with us. So that's going to be great if you heard him in, it was the end of November that he was with us. Well, he's going to be back with us, so that'll be fantastic. Plus the following Sunday after that, we've got Pastor Steve McCracken with us. So that's going to be great. Our um, prophet friend who we generally have on a February each year. And that's exciting, isn't it? So some great things happening this coming week. We, um, well, did you hear about the Daniel Fast invitation? We do have that, an invitation to gather together and do the Daniel Fast together or fast, I guess, however you would like. But Sharon's going to talk a bit more about that. Are you interrupting? For, you're not, are we not gathering? To, okay. We'll share our recipes and things. <laughs> Maybe we will gather together and have a Daniel feast. <laughs> okay, so this coming week, Thursday night, Thursday night, Business Plus is is um, has got an event on with Graham Lauridson. So it'd be great if you if you haven't already RSVP to that. Maybe if you could do that at the hub on your way out. If you do forget, then email the office uh, to RSVP for that. That's Thursday night with Graham Lauridson, don't miss it. And also Friday night, parents of youth and intermediates and youth and intermediates that are here, it's all on. Friday night is happening. So, and also there's a parents barbecue happening too. So that's all on the e-news, information there. Okay, maybe I got the date wrong for that. Okay, check out your e-news, don't listen to me. Okay. <laughs> but something that is happening also on Friday night is there are going to be uh, some roast meals on sale. So why cook a roast when you can go and purchase it? So they are going to be fundraising for the Easter camp. Youth are going off to the Easter camp. They are going to be incredibly encountered. In a, in a profound way at Easter camp, I'm telling you now. So we're doing fundraising for that. Roast meals are for sale. Pop down to church or when you drop the kids off or whatever, come down to church between 6.30 and 
and you can purchase a roast meal. If you're doing the Daniel fast, there'll be veggie meals, or you can purchase the ones with meat and put it in your freezer and save it for when you're finished. Okay, all good. So $10, $14, and if you, get a, if you buy a thir third meal, you get half price off that meal. So good to buy at least three meals. Great. Awesome. It's all happening. Awesome. And, and something else that's all happening. Kids are back. Woo! <laughs> Isn't that great? Yes, and the parents said, woo! <laughs> we love you, leaders. We love you, teachers. Bless you. Yes. Okay, did somebody put their hand up or was that just an excitement? Yeah. yeah. Let's pray for the kids before they go, eh? God, I thank you for these beautiful, beautiful children. I thank you for them. I thank you for the blessing that they are. God, I thank you for Kids Church. I thank you for what is going to be happening out there this morning and this year. I thank you, God, uh, for your hand upon every single child's life. I thank you for your plan and your purpose for them. I thank you, God, for encounters happening for them today and this year in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, for, for new schools. I thank you, God, for, for new friends this year. I thank you for uh, wisdom for, your, for uh, these beautiful children. I thank you for making great friends. I thank you, God, for... Um, standing out in their schools, God, in their classrooms and amongst their friends. I thank you, God, for the leaders and for the teachers, God, this morning. Bless them. Pour out your blessing upon them in Jesus' name. Amen. Have an amazing time, kids. Have we got everyone going out there apart from the dynamites? So three and four-year-olds are going that way. And then five and right up to intermediate are going out that way. Having a great time. Say hi to someone next to you as the kids go out. Dedication. It's great, eh? So, Noella, baby David, and, and Reuben, would you would you come up? And Pastor Ray is going to lead us around that. So, how about you give them a hand? Thank you, Pastor Jan. Come on, up front, guys. Lovely to have you with us this morning, Noella and Reuben, baby David. Yeah, wow, isn't he a handsome fellow? Come up. Isn't he beautiful? Absolutely beautiful. Well, do you know what? God loves family. 
I'm pleased about that, aren't you? Family's a place for fun and laughter and joy. It's a place where God wants to bring heaven on earth. Hope, faith and love, that's pretty good. And throughout the Bible, we see stories of Hannah bringing her baby Samuel to do the Lord to be dedicated. And we see Mary and Joseph bringing baby Jesus to be dedicated. And this morning, Reuben and Noella bring baby David to be dedicated to the Lord. Isn't that good? That is such a good thing. Do you know the name David? Like all names, has a special meaning. It means beloved. Beloved from God. Beloved from his mum and dad. Beloved from a community of faith. Isn't that a good thing? You know, the Bible says that children are a gift from God. And the wonderful thing about children being a gift from God, well, at least we think they are most of the time, don't we? They do have their moments, but we love them to bits. But they truly are a gift from God. And it's so it's right and proper that we give them back, we dedicate them to the Lord. And so that's what this moment is about here. So I want to read a scripture to you from chapter uh, Seven of uh, sorry, chapter six of the book of Deuteronomy, and it says, "Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. And must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road and when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Isn't that awesome? So I've got a couple of questions for you." And all you need to say is, we do. So do you acknowledge that David is a gift from the Lord to you? No. Do you desire to bring up David in the ways of the Lord and so that your place can be heaven on earth? That's very good. Well, we're going to pray a prayer of blessing over you guys. I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Jenna if she can hold the mic. quickly I think why don't you stretch out your arms to me that would be so good Father we thank you for this wonderful couple and we thank you for baby David Lord we thank you that he is beloved that he is created in your image and Father I pray that your image would be seen upon him and through him that as he grows and develops that he will be a fine young man like the David of old that would run and not be weary and would leap over a fence and Lord would proclaim the goodness and the greatness of God. May your praises and your thanksgiving be on his lips always. And may he bring great joy to his parents and his family and the faith community. In Jesus' name we pray. So Lord, bless him and protect him. Smile on him and be gracious to him. May your favor and peace be with him now and forevermore. Bless his family, bless his mum and dad. In Jesus' name. And everyone said... Amen. Well done, David. And we have a certificate to present to you this morning, so congratulations. Well done. Let's give them one more hand, church. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. I I also just want I just want to declare that God encounters happening for David. I actually see that happening. God encounters happening in his life, right throughout his life. That happened for for David. I believe that for that young David. Amen.
awesome. We're going to gather around communion together. I love gathering around communion. It's a church family. Thank you, hosts. So the emblems are going to be passed around. If you could just hold the emblems, and we're going to partake of them together shortly. But, you know, we, we broke that relationship with God. God gave us, he made us to have a beautiful, beautiful relationship with him. And we broke that by disobeying him, by having sin enter this world. And God loved us so much. He loves us. He loves you so much that he was determined to make a way back for that relationship to come again, that close relationship that he intended for us and him. He sent his son, Jesus. Jesus took our punishment upon himself by dying, by suffering and dying on a cross. He took our punishment. He made the way for us to come into relationship with him. It says in Romans 3, verses 22 to 25, it says, We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. Thank you. Verse 23, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, with undeserved kindness, declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. Isn't that amazing? Incredible. So why are we taking this cracker and this juice today? Why are we doing that? What says Jesus says here in Luke chapter 22, 19 and 20, he says, He took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this to remember me. And after supper, he took another cup of wine and he said, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. So we're obeying him this morning. We're obeying him by taking this cracker and this juice. And we are remembering him. He said, do this, do this to remember me. And so as we do that this morning, as we take this time, as we take a moment to come before Him and re- remember Him. I really want us to, to make a purposed effort to draw near to Him right now. We're taking this moment. It says in John 15, 
Jesus says over and over, remain in me. I think it's about seven or eight times. You can read it for yourself in John 15. Remain in me, remain in me. Come on, hang out with me. I love you. I love you as much as the Father loves me. Remain in me. And I believe that God is wanting us to draw closer to Him this year, 2017. He wants us to purposely draw closer to Him because He draws near to us. But we need to make that effort ourselves to draw near to Him. So this morning, not only this morning, but this, or going into this week as well, going into this year, this morning we're taking this time now to remember Him, to do what He's instructed and to take that moment to draw near to Him. And so I want us to be able to listen to Him. He wants a greater intimacy with each one of us. Ephesians 3, 12 says, Because of Christ and our faith in Him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. And that's what we do right now. Verses 18 and 19 says, This is a prayer and I pray this now. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. So let's take a moment right now. Just keep holding your bread and your juice. Take a moment to listen to him. Take a moment to gaze into his face. You may like to picture yourself in your favourite spot, maybe on the beach, wherever it is. Spend some time with him, just you and him. What does he want to say? presence. I thank you that this year we can grow closer and closer to you, that you have so much more to reveal to each one of us. Jesus, I thank you that you came, that you made that way, that you took our place, that you died in our place. I thank you for that. Thank you so much. We remember you. We remember what that means for us today. 
thank you. Thank you that we can come into your presence at any time, all day, 24-7, we can be in your presence. Thank you. Thank you for your incredible love. Thank you, God. Let's take the emblems. only take that very, very tiny little moment just then. But I encourage us to really make that purposed effort to take a much longer length of time to draw near to him because he's got so much more for us. He's got so much to share share with us. He wants us to remain in him and that is a beautiful thing. We're going to worship him. Isn't that great? So would you join with me? Let's stand and let's continue in that moment, lifting him up, worshipping him this morning, taking that moment. Thanks, team. Thank you. 
Take a moment just to stay right where we are. I want to lift your hands, but open your hearts. 
Whatever comes to your mind, why don't you start to have a conversation with the Holy Spirit about that? wait on the Lord, he'll renew their strength. So just wait.
Father, we open our hearts to you. We open our hands to you. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would rest on every person in this place. Lord, that you would breathe life to every person in this place. If there's any sense of discouragement or weariness, Lord, breathe life on that this morning. In Jesus' name. If there is a great sense of victory and energy for the year ahead, breathe life on that. In Jesus' name we pray. Breathe life. Breathe life, Holy Spirit. Breathe life. about church but one has just been in the presence of God together isn't that nice it's fantastic isn't it why don't you say hello to a couple of people around you and tell them they're looking awesome smelling great Tell them they're smelling great. It could be the last time for a few weeks. I was reading the details of the Daniel fast. You're not meant to wear cologne or perfume or anything. We'll talk about that shortly. Don't panic. Well, it's good to see you. It's nice to be back with you today. Thank you, team. That was. Well, how about giving the team a hand? Man, they. They're awesome. Well, it is good to be with you. And. Uh, I'm really excited about what God wants to do this year in, through, amongst us. I think he's got some good things on his agenda. The question is, are we willing? That's the question. Can we have a crack and see if that video will play? If it does, fantastic. Thanks. Hey, how are you? First of all, thank you for giving me the opportunity to come talk to you on career day. Now, I am not Mr. Carl Peterson, and I don't have a career per se. I guess you could say my career is living and loving, and I do that to the utmost. Is she coming? Keep going? Okay. I see all you fresh-faced kidlets sitting there in your neat little rows, and you're all just pods, pods waiting for your instructions. Now, some of you are gonna get zapped right away and be 15-year-old prodigies, little midget Olympic gymnasts with their pictures on cereal boxes. Some of you will go on to college and you'll find your rhythm there and then go chase down the titans of industry or maybe straighten out our problems at the UN. But some of you, and this is the group that no one ever comes into career day and addresses, and it's criminal. Some of you are just gonna float along, eating spicy foods, black people's music into your 30s, well into your 30s, languishing. This group of pods is going to do a lot of languishing. And you're going to take some heat for it. Sadly, you will. Europe's a little easier. They seem to understand a little better. So South America. I went to Argentina one time, and everyone just seemed to be sitting around. It was beautiful. But that's okay. You stay loose. Stay liquid. Laugh a lot. But be ready. That's what Dupree's doing with his life's little pod. Staying nimble. Until I get the call from the mothership. My raison de tat. 
Then I fight. Then you'll see Dupree coming in here throwing seven different kinds of smoke. That's fine. The pods that were supposed to hear this did. It'll kick in when it needs to. I'm done here. Have you noticed that it's pretty easy to drift from day to day? Waiting for the mothership. <laughs> but it's pretty easy to drift from day to day, to live with a day to day, or one day at a time mentality. You know, okay, one day I'll do this or I'll do that. One day I'll make a difference. One day I will stumble onto my purpose. One day I'll pursue God. One day, one day, one day. I've discovered and I have learnt along the way that for most people with a one day mentality, one day or tomorrow never comes. It never comes. Why do today what I can put off till tomorrow? It just never arrives. Waiting for the mothership. I've never ever heard anybody say, I wish I'd lived a less significant life. I've never heard that. I, I just haven't. I've never heard anybody say that I'd lived, I wish I'd lived a life with less purpose or with less intention. That's not something you hear, but you do hear people say, Man, I wish I'd lived with a bit more focus. Well, boy, I wish I'd lived according to my purpose. Or I'm sad because my life seems to have a lack of significance. Or I've not left a legacy. There is no mothership coming, people. There is no mothership suddenly going to appear and give you instructions about what will make your life significant and what will give your life purpose. It's just not going to happen. Actually, we've got to discover that for ourselves. That's part of the journey. It's part of the journey we're on. But the sad part is that many, many people seem to be quite content to live purposeless lives. I, I don't get that. I don't understand that. But many people seem quite content just to get up and do another day and do another day and do another day and hope that one day they're going to win the lottery of purpose or the lottery of significance or the lottery of legacy or something. But in the meantime, we'll just do the same old, same old and we won't actually address or change anything. I think of the group of people that live like this, perhaps the saddest are Christians. Christians who for some reason are happy to live like this, but for some reason they've missed the big picture of purpose and they've convinced themselves that somehow they're superior because of salvation. Yet they continue living just an insignificant, self-focused, it's all about me life. And I ask myself, why is that? We've just had a holiday, it's been nice. It's been lovely and um, reflect, re refreshing, relaxing, which is what it needed to be. But it, needed to be. but it dawned on me you know, along the way 
that it's very, very easy to waste days. I've heard people when they retire say, man, I'm so busy. And I've worked it out. It's just so easy to fill your day up with nothing. Isn't it? When you're on holiday. You can fill your days with, I can be busy all day, but I've done nothing. Absolutely done. Certainly nothing of any worth. And uh, my holiday, I needed it to look a certain way. I wanted it to be relaxing and refreshing, so I'd kind of sleep, and then I'd eat, and then I might boat, and then I might sleep. And then Jan was reading. She was just going through books like you would not believe. I read too, in my own kind of way, audible books. <laughs> but it's so easy to, to just, just to achieve nothing. And you get to the end of a few weeks and you go, okay, well, I'm feeling refreshed. That was the purpose of my holiday. I was actually there to do nothing. But I get to the end of a few weeks and I go, well, I am feeling refreshed, but you know, I have done nothing of any consequence over that period of time. And how many people, I started to ask the question, how many people live lives of busyness that they're actually not achieving anything? You know, you start the day, it's busy, you've got to go, you've got to fill it up with all the stuff, you get to the end of the day, and sure, it's been full of stuff, but what have you actually achieved in the day? What have you achieved as far as purpose goes? What have you achieved as far as living a significant life goes? It's an easy trap to fall into. But for some reason, the thought of stopping and assessing the situation and asking the questions, what is the purpose of my life? What is the significance of my life? How am I making a difference? How is my being on the planet leaving a legacy for somebody? For some reason, those questions seem to terrify us. And so it's easier just to stay busy and stay living and not answer the question or not ask the questions, then you don't have to answer them. It terrifies us because for many of us, beyond the busyness, there is no sense of purpose. Beyond the busyness, there is no sense of significance. Beyond the busyness if we actually peel back some of the layers, it might be quite hopeless. But it doesn't mean we shouldn't ask the questions. You're just floating along, or maybe actually you're working really, really hard. It doesn't change the fact that we're drifting with a distant hope that maybe somehow, somewhere, sometime, the mothership's going to turn up. It's not going to. It's not going to. Not without some effort on your behalf, not some without some effort on my behalf. And I'm absolutely convinced that this is no way for any of us to live. Fair enough? It's not the way for us to live. It's not how we've been called to live. It's not how we've been designed to live. It's a default mechanism that we can fall into. But it's not the way for us to live. It's actually a choice to live without purpose. It is a choice to live without significance, just as much as it is a choice to live with purpose and a choice to live with significance, both ways. Discovering your purpose will come at a cost, though. But I pray that the result will be significance. 
but it's not going to come for free. This year, our theme as a church is purposed. Purposed. It's one of our values. It's not a new word to you. It's our theme for the year. We're going to unwrap it a little bit. We're going to explore it because I believe with all my being that God has a plan and a purpose for each one of us. And just because you haven't discovered it yet doesn't mean there isn't one. It may be that you haven't done the work of discovering it. It doesn't mean there isn't one. My conviction is deeply rooted in Scripture that tells us that God has a plan and a purpose. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans of good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. But that, for I know the plans I have for you. God spoke to Pharaoh after the plagues in Exodus chapter 9, and he said, But I have spared you for a purpose. Psalm 138, verse 8, The Lord will work out all his plans for my life. Romans 8, 28, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes for them. Proverbs 16.9, we can make our plans, but God determines our steps. Jesus said, I no longer call you slaves, but I call you friends. And then in John 15.16, straight after that, he said, you didn't choose me, I chose you, and I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit. In other words, I've given you purpose. I've given you purpose. Jeremiah 1.5 said, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. God has a plan and a purpose for my life. My foundation scripture for the year, the one that I really is motivating me is this. Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's masterpiece. How cool is that? Why don't you look to someone beside you and say, you're God's masterpiece. Encourage them. Go on. Say, you are God's masterpiece. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us to do long ago. Here's a purpose. Here's a plan. You are not just here for no reason. You're not like, well, the Bible tells us our lives are like a vapor. But our vapor has purpose. It has meaning. It has significance. God's desire is that we all live purpose lives. Full stop. He desires every one of us lives a purpose life. He does not just want to see us drifting through. He desires we live a perfect life. I've, uh, a perfect life. We're not going to live that, but we'll try. A, a purpose life. I've come to understand that each one of us is a highly valued and loved by God. You are highly valued and loved by God, whether you feel it or not. It's the truth. You are highly valued and loved by God, and he has a specific purpose for your life. Fact and truth. I've come to understand that works are Works aren't the means of my salvation, but they have everything to do with the presence of salvation. In other words, my good deeds are not going to get me into heaven. 
My good deeds are not going to make me any closer to God. But actually, because God has poured out his grace and mercy on me, good deeds are a reflection and a response to that grace and mercy. Living a purposed life is a response to God's grace and mercy that he's poured out on my life and your life for free. Every person desires significance. Every person. When you're younger, it's different. It seems to be all about you when you're younger. You want to achieve, you want to get established, you want to get on top of things in life. It's all about you. But at some point, that turns into a desire for significance. And for some people it happens when they're young and some people along the way and some people when they're older. But at some point in your life, the button, the significance button will be pushed. When you'll start to desire significance, you'll start to desire that your life has significance over and above what you can achieve for yourself. It's living a purpose life. It's the way God's designed us. Rich, poor, young, old, we're all wired that way. We all have that internal desire to live a significant life. At some point, we'll come there. I've uh, discovered that your purpose and your significance are probably two parallel tracks. That your purpose and significance are probably two parallel tracks. When you discover one, you discover the other. Some people discover or apprehend their purpose early on, but many don't. If you're sitting here right now and you're going, you know, I really don't know what my purpose in life is, don't feel bad about that. Let's go on a journey and discover it. It's not to condemn you. It's to say that every one of us has a plan and a purpose. We've got to discover it. We've got to get on with it because that mothership's not coming. So my purpose this year... Our purpose this year is to help create uh, environment, to create opportunity for you to discover purpose and to release it. That's what it's about. My desire is that every person who is part of Activate Church and Activate Churches, that by the end of this year, you'll be able to say, actually, this is what I believe I was born to do. And this is what I'm doing about it. It's two-pronged. One thing knowing, something else doing. This is what I believe I'm born to do. This is what I'm doing about it, and it'll be different for every person in this room. Every single one of us. It'll be quite different. But I also know this, that I'm not going to tell you what to do. I do not, and I will not tell you what to do. You're going to do the work yourself. Otherwise, it's all about me discovering your purpose for you, and that's stupid, because you've got to own it. You're doing the work. We'll create environments, we'll create opportunities, we'll create pathways, we'll create, well, we'll encourage and we'll support, but you've got to do the work. If you really want to apprehend why God has created you, what his purpose on this planet is for your life, and how to live a significant life, it's going to mean you've got to do some work. So, you know, that's like turning up every now and again on a Sunday, and hoping that it all unfolds, and that it all clicks into play, it won't cut it. You're actually going to have to do some real work with this. You're going to have to pray, to meditate. Minimal work, minimal results. Full-hearted approach, great results. So the first opportunity around purpose is the Daniel fast. Isn't it exciting? 
Oh, you sound almost like you really meant that. <laughs> it's a Daniel fast. And so you'll read about, um, and basically I'm, just, I'm inviting you to participate. I'm not telling you you have to participate. I'm not even going to tell you what it looks like. You can work that out for yourself. I'm going to point you in the right direction and make sure you've got some resource, but you can decide how it looks for yourself and how long you're going to do it for yourself and all those kind of things, because this is about your journey, not about mine. I'm doing it for my journey, you do it for your journey. Good? Great, fantastic. So, I'll give you some books as well. Here we are. Oh, it's died. Hang on. I need that to work, because... Otherwise... Is it working now? Now? It's getting brighter. Yeah? Hey, beautiful. So there's a couple of books for you. Nita sent me an email recommending these books, which is really good. Daniel Fast by Susan Gregory. Fasting by Jensen Franklin. If you're into reading about it. If you want to listen to someone talking about it, go to that YouTube clip. The next clip down, drax.com slash danielfast. That's quite comprehensive. There is heaps of stuff on there about that. Let me see if I can go there. Will that work? Can you see what's happening? Look at that. See, there's heaps of stuff there. Daniel Fast, Daniel Fast. Lots and lots of words. Different foods. Different foods. See, look at that. There you go. So you can go there and you'll learn a whole lot from it. Or you can go to the church Facebook page. I think there's stuff on there and people are sharing recipes and stuff. So I invite you to go on a journey and do the Daniel fast. And right from the start, I want to be up front and say, this is not a legal thing. In fact, the worst thing you could possibly do is make it about food. If you make it about food, you'll fail. It's not about food. It's about your spiritual life. It's about your walk with Jesus. The book of Daniel tells us about the Daniel fast. It says um, that the king had ordered that uh, these young Hebrew men were brought in to his palace and that they were trained and that they would, become, they would enter royal service. It was Daniel, Hananiah, Michelle, and Ezra, or Azariah were among them. It says, but Daniel was determined not to defile himself. This is in chapter 1 of Daniel. Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to him by the king. He asked the chief priest, that's uh, the chief priest, he asked the chief of staff for permission not to eat these unacceptable foods. They were unacceptable because of the law at the time. Now, God had given the chief of staff both respect and affection for Daniel, but he responded, Look, I'm afraid of my lord, the king, who has ordered that you eat this food and the wine, and if you become pale and thin compared to the other youths your age, I'm afraid he will behead me. Daniel spoke with the attendant who had been appointed by the chief of staff. He said, Please test us for 10 days on a diet of vegetables and water. The old uh, King James Version says pulse and water, which means vegetables. 
and fruit, vegetables and water. Daniel said, at the end of 10 days, see how we look compared to other young men who are eating the king's food. Then make the decision. So after that, um, they did the 10 days and they were looking really good. And so they carried on with their diet. Then in Daniel 10, uh, Daniel had been in three weeks of mourning and he'd had a vision and it says, all that time I'd eaten no rich food, no meat, no wine had crossed my lips, and I used no fragrant lotions until those three weeks had passed. So if you're like letter of the law with this, no deodorant, no cologne, soap. I don't know about that. Doesn't say soap. Doesn't say soap. But what I just read you is the full account. That's it. So, you know, if you're making rules on uh, beyond all of that stuff, you really are speculating, aren't you? So let's not make it legalistic. This is about your spiritual life. This is about disciplining your body for a purpose. Proponents of the Daniel fast say this. They say the purpose of the Daniel fast is to deprive the body from eating certain foods as a way to get closer to God. Increase spiritual awareness. Becoming stronger in your faith and building more spiritual stamina are also the purposes of this fast. It is also noted in Isaiah, Isaiah 58, that fasting loosens the bonds of wickedness. Since this fast focuses on eating only foods in their natural state, it cleanses the body from many of the impurities introduced by processed foods. But as I said, the biggest mistake you would make is making this about food. It's not a lifestyle. It's not a diet. It's not about food. It's an invitation. It's an invitation. It is not a command. It is an account of the way Daniel did things. It doesn't say anywhere that there, thou shalt, you shalt, no longer use fragrance. That would be worse than the food, eh? It would. Imagine your household after a week or two. But the invitation is just a great opportunity. It's a fantastic opportunity. And it's an opportunity. It's an invitation to pursue God's purpose. It's an invitation to discover God's, uh, God's purpose and to pursue God. It's an invitation to start 2017 with intentionality. It's an invitation of faith and expectation. It's actually a spiritual invitation. And I really encourage you to take it. I really encourage you to respond to the invitation and let's go on a journey together which is primarily about discovering purpose and significance, but let's use this invitation using a tool called Daniel Fast to get us off in that right direction. Would you like to join me in starting the year with purpose? You can answer that internally. Would you like to join me in a Daniel Fast? You can answer that internally. Would you like to join me in a journey of discovery? I think God's got a lot in store for us if we do the work. Here's some questions, and if you've got a pen or if you've got your phone, take a photo of the screen. I'd really recommend that you ask 
while you are doing the Daniel fast, so over the next few weeks. By the way, the first account said 10 days, the second account said 21 days. Do it for as long as you want, I don't care. You work out, you and God, what needs to happen. So here's some questions. It came up there, but it didn't come up there. No, I'll just read them to you. Here's a question. Do you like what you're doing now? These are questions to ask God. Do you like what you're doing now? Don't worry if you can't get them down. I'll put them in my pastor's desk. Do you like what you're doing now? If not, why not? If not, why not? The second question is this. What would you actually like to do? What would you like to do? Listen to your heart and take note of what really gets you excited and what gives you a sense of joy when you're dreaming. Oh, and do you think you could play with that and try and get it going again? It might be easier. Thanks. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's okay on this end. Oh, it's dropped off. No, it's not okay on this end. So what would you like to do? Listen to your heart. Whatever makes you happy. Joy, just take note of it, those things. The third question, um, uh, what, ask yourself questions like, what keeps you up? At night, what do you get excited about? What would you stay up at night talking about? What would keep you awake when you're tired and you're talking about? Or on the other extreme, what makes you cry? What really stirs that emotion in you? Maybe another question you could ask around it is, is if you knew that you had limited time, what would you put your time into? What would you do? What would you change? What would you do? So that's the second question. First question was, do you like doing what you're doing now? If not, why not? The second question, what would you do, or what would you like to do? The third question would be, can you do what you'd like to do? Can you do what you'd like to do? In other words, does your desire match with your abilities? Like, I might like to be an opera singer. Yeah, but the skills, the abilities don't match. Oh, fantastic. Thank you, Owen. Brilliant. But the abilities don't match the desire. You know, do your skills match your dream? Because otherwise, you know, well, it just causes more questions to ask. Do your skills match your dream? Can you do what you'd like to do? The fourth question would be, why do you want to do what you want to do? Why do you want to do what you want to do? It's a question of motives. Because if the motives aren't right, you won't find it satisfying, and it probably won't be your purpose. Motives matter, so be honest. Why do you want to do that thing? So I can be famous. 
Just be honest. Ask the question. Look at the motives. Satisfaction and success and significance come from doing the right things for the right reason. Not just from doing the right things. Number five, ask God to speak. That's really at the heart of fasting is it's about the spiritual connection with God and exploring God's heart and his thoughts toward us. Ask God to speak. Ask him to stir your heart. Ask him to show you. Ask him to start an unquenchable desire and passion. And then pray about it, meditate on it, wrestle with it. In other words, work it. Just keep working the questions and come up with the answer. Don't worry about what the answers are. We're not even looking at how you're going to do that right now. You just start to go on that discovery of purpose. What is that thing in your heart that really resonates when you start to dream about it? So there you go. It's an invitation. It's an invitation to discover your purpose. It's an invitation to start to step into purpose and significance. And the best part is you're doing all the work. I love that. Fantastic. So to embrace the opportunity, or opportunity number one, the Daniel fast, which is primarily a spiritual journey, a spiritual exercise, it would be really beneficial to you if you were in relationship with Jesus Christ. It would really help if Jesus Christ was your Lord and Saviour. If the God who created you, you were connected with him and journeying with him. Because your best life is lived in relationship with God. It's the way you're designed. I never said your easiest life, but your best life is in relationship with God. Your best life is found as you walk hand in hand with Jesus Christ. This thing happened early on in humanities, in humans, well, the history of humanity. This thing called, we call it sin. It basically just meant, means missed the mark. And people decided to do their own th things their own way, and in the process, the relationship with God was disconnected. From that day to this, people have dishonoured God. Some have searched for him. But the only way back to God, the only way to connect to God is through his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus went to a cross because the Father asked him to. He died on a cross because the Father asked him to. He was risen from the dead three days later. All of that was about paying a price for sin which had caused our disconnection from God. We're showing quite clearly that because of that, now, when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, when we put our hope in him, when we believe that he is the Son of God and that he died on a cross for our sin and rose again three days later, when we confess that with our mouth and we believe it in our heart, we are reconnected to God. Relationship is restored. This is about a spiritual journey. 
And it's a journey that you need to do in relationship. There's some huge benefits of relationship with God. When we come back into relationship with Him, He secures our eternity. You get to live with incredible hope. You get to live, as Ray, I believe, Pastor Ray preached a few weeks ago, according to the only worldview that makes any sense. The only one that stacks up. You get to walk with your Creator. And if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour and you can't say that you're on a journey with Him, you can't say that you've invited Him into your world, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that in just a moment. Your life's not suddenly going to magically be okay tomorrow. That's not what this is about. This is about bringing things into order. This is about connecting with the God who made you. This is about walking with the God who made you. This is about doing life the way life was designed to be walked, and that is with God. It's also about your eternity. It's about your eternity being secure. It's about spending eternity with God. The Bible is very clear, and it tells us that if we reject God, that's our choice. But consequences come with that. When we choose God, that's also our choice. The consequences of that are divine. Can I ask you to just bow your heads for a moment, please, and close your eyes, perhaps. Just give the people on your left and right a little bit of privacy. I believe the Holy Spirit will be speaking to you right now, prompting you that the starting place for significance and the starting place of purpose is relationship with God. Your mind might be racing around that a little bit. Your heart might be beating hard. Your hands might be sweating. Often what happens is the Holy Spirit just provokes us. He's saying, come on, you need to respond to this. You need to make a decision you need to make a decision to get connected with God. You need to make a decision to let the past be the past and take hold of the God of hope and the God of love and the God of mercy and the God of kindness and start to walk with Him. Just a moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand so I can see it. If today you want to say yes to God. And while I ask you to lift your hand, it is so I can see it, but really you're lifting your hand to God and you're saying, God, I want to start a journey today. Or perhaps for whatever reason you've been on the journey and you've stepped way back. Today you might be saying, Lord, I want to step back up to the plate. I want to go again. Know that he will embrace you fully. If that's what you are doing today I'm going to ask you to lift your hand in just a moment saying yes Jesus I choose you I want to start this journey for the very first time or you're saying Jesus today I want to reconnect I want to get in relationship again here we go again if either of those things are you if you're responding to either of those things can you lift your hand now please just so I can see it while everyone else has got their Thanks. Brilliant. See three, four, 
five, six people so far. Seven. Let's wait a couple more seconds. Is there anybody else? Eight. I've seen eight people lift their hands this morning. Is there anybody else? That's fantastic. Nine. Fantastic. The Bible tells me that when one person gets their life right with God, the angels have a party. Nine? Heaven's having a party. Come on, how about giving these guys a great big hand? Fantastic. Fantastic. Please make sure you talk to someone and tell them what you've done this morning. We want to do everything we can to help you in your journey of faith, your journey with Jesus. And uh, it's not a bump-free journey. Some days are hard days. We want to do our very best to just help and assist you in that. So make sure you tell someone so that we can do that. So opportunity one of the purposed Daniel Fast. It's about a spiritual invitation. Spiritual invitation. I encourage you to get on board with me. I encourage you to be part of it, work out what it's going to look like for you, and then throw yourself at it. If you want to do it, if you want to be involved, if you want to stand on your feet right now, I'm going to pray for you. Yeah, I'm standing. Bring on that lettuce, cucumber, and tomato. Well, Father, I thank you for the opportunity to pursue you. I thank you that we've got breath in our lungs. I thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for each one of us. And I thank you that you want to speak to us. So, Lord, I ask that as each of us endeavour to walk down this journey, whatever that looks like for each one of us, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would speak clearly. We determine to open our hearts. We determine to open our minds. We determine to create space to pray, to meditate, to wrestle, to work on discovering the purpose in our lives. And Lord, I ask for every person that's standing, that every person who, who's saying, yeah, I'm going to have a go at this, that you would give us all the ability to apprehend the still, small voice of your Holy Spirit. And that this year, and even these next few weeks would be incredibly significant in not only our walk with you, but also our desire to live purposed lives and our desire to live significant lives. So we commit this year, we commit this time, we commit these things to you in Jesus' name. Amen. While you're standing, let me read this scripture over you. I really like it to close. Psalm 138, it's David. He says, I give thanks, O Lord, with all my heart. I will sing your praises before the gods. I bow before your holy temple as I worship. I praise your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness, for your promises are backed by all the honour of your name. As soon as I pray, you answer me. You encourage me by giving me strength. Every king in all the earth 
will thank you, Lord, for all of them will hear your words. Yes, they will sing about the Lord's ways, for the glory of the Lord is very great. Though the Lord is great, though the Lord is great, He cares for the humble, but He keeps His distance from the proud. Then I am surrounded, though I am surrounded by troubles. You will protect me from the anger of my enemies. You reach out your hand, and the power of your right hand saves me. This is my favourite bit here. The Lord will work out His plans for my life. The Lord will work out His plans for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Don't abandon me, for you made me. Fantastic. I, I really believe that, um, that part about though I'm in the struggles, you will be with me. Or I, I really believe that that's for somebody, for more than actually somebody here today. I believe that God wants to be magnified, wants to be glorified within, within the struggles. He wants to be lifted up within the struggles, just like he was uh, glorified in his son's life, in Jesus' life when he was here through the struggles. So if that's you, come, come and let someone stand with you in prayer this morning. If you want prayer for anything at all, please come forward this morning. And if the prayer team uh, would, would come, and it would be great to be able to stand as a church family together if you'd like prayer for anything at all. If you've got kids out at kids today, the uh, take-home question for us is very appropriate, is what is fasting and why do we fast? So have a good discussion with the kids this week. That'll be great. If you are here with us for the first time today, it's been great to have you with us. If you haven't already picked up a welcome pack, then please pick one up on your way out. It's on your right-hand side as you enter into the foyer there. And also, thank you, church. We are purposed, aren't we? So thank you for being purposed in your giving. God, I thank you for the givers. Bless the givers in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, that you are uh, given you uh, for overflow, that we would be blessed to be a blessing. Thank you, God, for blessing upon our city, upon our nation and the nations through us in Jesus' name. Amen. So the giving stations are on your left uh, in both foyers as you exit. Okay, have I covered everything there? I think so. We're going to praise be purposed in our praise to finish. So let's, and have a great day. No 6pm tonight, but it's all back tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. It's all back next next week, next Sunday, 9am, 10.30, 6pm. It's going to be awesome. Have an amazing week.
lovely afternoon. Bless you.